Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson and today we have another special guest and she's going to introduce herself. Hi everybody, my name is Emma Faraci. I'm 18 years old. I go to Coastal Carolina University where I am majoring in business entrepreneurship and I'm really, really excited to be on the podcast with Casey today. Awesome, Emma. So I'm so glad that you actually had reached out to me through Instagram to talk about doing a podcast episode. And I was looking for someone that has done other systems and really wanted to kind of give more for the listeners an insight of what those other systems are about. So I know that you've competed in Maryland Teen USA. Can you explain to us, for a lot of my listeners, they are used to the RPM productions. And I mean, a bang-up show for Louisiana, Alabama, North Carolina, and South Carolina. But tell us a little more about what Maryland does. So um, I've been in pageants for the last three or four years now. I've competed in Maryland Teen USA three times. And I have now, since I moved to Coastal Carolina and Myrtle Beach, I will be competing for South Carolina Teen um, later this week. But from Maryland to South Carolina, there's definitely a lot of differences in the way the show runs and the way that production overall is. Um, I know that in Maryland, for example, we have interview first. And I know that in RPM Productions, interview is after the preliminary competition. So with um, the overall preparation, that was something that I had to kind of get through my head was that I was going to be on stage and that that would be my first impression prior um, to back in Maryland it being interview. So that was a little bit different. I know that um, in Maryland, we had around 74 girls compete the last year that I competed versus in RPM productions, or at least in South Carolina this year, I think that there was around 34 to 35. So the overall difference in the amount of girls competing is super different as well. So yeah, there are a lot of differences, but there's also a lot of similarities too. So obviously, you know, I haven't um, competed in South Carolina just yet. And after I do, I'll be able to identify those a little bit better. But I love Maryland. I'm really glad that I grew up there, but I'm really, really excited for what South Carolina has to offer me and be able to grow in this state. And going back to, you said that you had competed, I mean, previous to Miss Maryland Teen USA, what other systems have you tried out that the listeners can also hear about? So one of the systems that I did um, during uh, the pandemic type area was I did International Junior Miss for my state, and we had a combined show. So we had a Maryland and D.C. show for International Junior Miss. I kind of did this as a preparation for um, the following year of Maryland Teen. Um, So I went and I competed for my state. I won um, Maryland Teen, and then I went to Texas in December of 2020 um, during the whole COVID era. So it was really interesting competing in a pageant during the height of that COVID area with um, the masks and the face guards and all of that fun stuff. I think that it was it was definitely a different experience. The interview style was entirely different. It was a round robin style interview as opposed to the USA system. It's that panel style interview. So I was able to really connect and have one-on-one time uh, with each individual judge so that they could so that I could leave a lasting impression on them specifically. Um, in terms of stage, again, I had never done fun fashion before. That was the only system that I had done besides USA. I started whenever I was 14, as opposed to how some other girls start whenever they're younger. So I had a, I sort of had like a late um, kickstart to it. So getting into fun fashion and casual wear, it was really cool to uh, compete in a different category of competition as opposed to whenever I did in USA. So with doing IJM, what was their production like? I have never been to an IJM pageant. I've always seen Instagram, and of course, I love their crown. But what was it like being firsthand at the show? It was insane. Being at an international pageant was one of those things that I thought I could only dream of. And then whenever I went, it was huge. 
it was an entire week full of events with all of the girls and all the sisters and especially being in IGM where there's all of the different age divisions from, um, I think it's, um, princess or like pre-princess or something like that all the way up to, um, the Ms category with a wide variety of ages. Um, the, all the events were super cool. We were able to record these introductions for the show where we had like a transition. It was almost like a TikTok because that was the big thing at the time during the pandemic was TikTok where we would do a spin or something. And we would go from, you know, our registration to like our opening number outfit, which was super cool. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was really, really interesting being at such a big pageant with a bunch of girls who were all title holders and we were all good. It's different from going from a state competition where, yeah, if you win your state, then you're, you know, considered to like maybe be like the best in the state, then going to a pageant where everyone's the best. And you're like, oh, wow, I have a run for my money here. <laughs> so it's really cool being in like a different challenging situation like that. That is such an interesting view on it. I never thought about, you know, like when you do show up to these international pageants, these are the best from every state or even countries. I know some girls come from Australia for these pageants. I know a pageant um, that I'm competing in in June, we do have a girl coming from Australia, but right now with, you know, just finishing up having a pandemic, we now have all of this mess going on in Ukraine. And like, I am not a political person, but now I'm starting to understand why politics is such a big conversation, especially in these interviews. But going back to like I was saying, there's girls coming from Australia. Some of them can't get out of their country at this point to come do pageants. And that's such a interesting thing because for us to be in the united states we're you know willy-nilly going to texas or going i've been going to colorado or going to new york like going to all these different places just kind of willy-nilly but for all these other countries like it's so different to see that they're still on these shutdowns like they are not allowing them to leave they're not allowing other people to come in it's just so interesting and i know like you had mentioned the numbers between maryland and south carolina this pandemic has absolutely affected the amount of people that are doing pageants because honestly, financial. People have been, you know, stuck in homes either because they've lost their jobs or they're working from home or they've had to change their entire career path or they're opening a new business. It's just such a different world now after this entire pandemic. And so it has definitely hurt the pageant world to grab these contestants to come in because now people are almost like afraid. They're like, I'm scared to go to these large events now or they'll do those small weekend pageants because maybe it's only a hundred people. Like, oh, it's totally fine. But going, like you said, to these international pageants where there is, you know, a girl from almost every state or even possible other countries and they have their entire families with them. Like it is frightening for some people to go into these big pageants. So it's just such an interesting change in the pageant world that we've seen that we never expected or even wanted to happen. And now we have that huge, like, wow factor of like, dang, like these numbers are really starting to plummet from these huge pageants just because of a crazy pandemic that happened. And it's so funny, too, because being on the inside of it, I know of actually a decent amount of girls who, because of the pandemic and because of being quarantined, they kind of have that mentality of like, you know, like I only live once. So I actually know a lot of people who have done pageants because of the pandemic and because they feel like they want to get out there and do things that are different for them because, you know, there, there's all this wasted time that kind of happened during quarantine that they don't want to keep waiting for situations to arise and they want to go after it. So I think that it's really interesting how there's different perspectives on that. And and with, you know, the pandemic and everything and with countries that have competitors and international pageants who aren't able to leave it really being in the United States, it really does put 
us in a position where we have to understand how blessed we are to live in a place where we are able to go, you know, around our country with all the different opportunities that we have, whereas to other countries, they have to come here for certain opportunities. So it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. You hit that one right on the head. It is very interesting that we have almost, I mean, it is always, you know, freedom. That's what the United States is kind of built off of is having this sense of freedom. And we definitely, I mean, we're the first people to basically open our entire country back up and just say, okay, like it's state by state, local county, you decide what you want to do, kind of go with it. I know here in Durham, I still have a mask mandate until mid-March. I know if I drive over the border to South Carolina, I'm free will to walk around the Walmart with no mask on. So it's just very interesting. So that's what it's been. It's been kind of nice to go to South Carolina because I've been doing a lot of sponsored events where I would sponsor for specific pageants. I had just done um, high school, South Carolina, North Carolina, high school America pageant. I had done a sponsorship for them. And so it was so nice to go and sit in a pageant and not have to wear a mask. I was like, my makeup isn't ruined. I'm not, you know, fogging up my glasses. Like, it was just so nice. Like, I'm kind of hoping that we still keep going in that upward trend of, like, not having to be as strict at these big pageants. Because I know when we had done our pageant for America's International Miss in Florida, like, there were people that were still, like I said, like, afraid to be at these big pageants. Like, and most of it was, like, the older generations, they would wear those masks because they are the ones that are, you know, the main problem that are, like, they're the group that's having the main problem of getting sick easily. And so, like, all of us young little kids running around and having fun, they're not as big of a deal as their life is at the moment. So like our lives, you know, we're healthy young kids. I mean, it's not saying that we can't get sick, but I don't know. It's just been kind of nice to like cross the border and not have to wear. (laughs) And I think that as long as we are respectful of everybody and make sure that everyone is happy and healthy and accommodating other people that, you know, hopefully we can move past this and we can start, more experiences and have more experiences where we're able to see each other's faces without foggy glasses. I know. Absolutely. So going back to your prep work for getting ready for a pageant, what does it look like? You know, just going to compete, not doesn't really matter which system it is. Like what is your like main system to kind of get you ready for pageant week? So doing a like probably six pageants or so in my life at this point, all of them, to be totally honest with you, are all so different. From the very, very beginning, I know that the first pageant I did, I've never been the kind of person to really like, you know, work out and go on that route. I'm going to be totally real with you guys. Like that's just, that was never my thing. So my first pageant I ever did, um, I really was not big into fitness. And then the second pageant that I did, I was like, okay, well, I need to put everything that I have into this so that I have no regrets at the end. So that at the very, very end, I can't say what if. And that's my biggest thing is I don't, I don't like what ifs. I want to get everything done so that there are none. So then, um, for example, my most recent pageant that I did, I did four months of straight working out like crazy, crazy, crazy. And that was so different for me because that was never something that I was super into in the past. So I got a personal trainer and I went that whole route, um, with food, with working out, with interview prep. I had my parents quiz me like super, super randomly throughout the day. I feel like that's always the best way to do it is just being, you know, whether you're doing homework or whether you're doing laundry or whatever it is, just hit you with a random interview question that you have to answer on the spot. So having those friends and family and those resources to um, help me get prepared was truly what's made the world of a difference for me. And um, I think that the results have also shown that too. I think that whenever I do work out, whenever I put all of my 
energy into that preparation and making sure that I have no what ifs, it does pay off. So being able to experience that over the last you know six or so pageants that I've done, I think that overall it, it, it pays off to put all of your energy into it. I agree with that 110%. Right now, like for myself, that was one of the big things. I was working out so heavily. I had done a pageant last um, May. So like this past May when I was like graduating um, college and the six months prior to that, I mean, I was like working out, working out, working out, eating really healthy. And then I got super sick out of nowhere. I had ended up with tonsillitis. And so I obviously like couldn't work out. I lost all the muscle I had worked for. So it was like one of those like, oh my gosh, like I just worked all that for honestly, in my head, I was like, this is for no reason. So like, it gave me such a negative headspace. But now this time, like I have been very careful with everything I do, whether it's going out or hanging out with my friends, like I'm making sure I'm taking my vitamins and drinking my water. Just because like, like you said, like putting in, like I'm putting in all that I have for this. Like I'm making sure I'm not leaving any stone unturned. Like I want to make sure I'm giving it 110%. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. And that's so awesome that you are, you know, even as a college student, putting in all that extra time that you have into just kind of, you know, making your system the best you can to reach your goals at the end of the day. And especially like getting ready to go into, I mean, by the time this is released, it will be after Miss South Carolina Teen USA. But going into Miss South Carolina Teen USA, like that is awesome that you're willing, you know, as a college student, because not many kids can say that they're actually putting their whole heart into this. And it's definitely what you're doing. And so I just want to say good job because you absolutely like you get that pat on your back. Like that is so awesome because some people really aren't putting in like as much effort as I hear that you are. And I can, and I've talked to a couple people around the block. So it's just very interesting. But yeah. So one of the things with the preparation that I think is so important is understanding that for me, for example, South Carolina teen is a glorified title in the South, especially in South Carolina specifically. And I had no idea about that coming from Maryland, coming from Maryland, Maryland teen. It was like, oh, cool. Like you're doing a pageant. Like that's so different. I haven't really heard anyone who's done that. Meanwhile, I came here kind of, you know, just signed up for it kind of randomly like, okay, I'll try South Carolina. Then I heard, like you said, around the block, this is crazy. And I did not know how serious it was. So I feel like one of the hardest things with pageants, um, with me personally, and I know with a lot of other people, is finding another goal besides winning. Because whenever you're in a pageant that's extremely difficult, you need to have something else to get you moving along, to look forward to after. And this year for me, because it is my last year in teen, it's hard. I will totally admit that it's hard knowing that there's a possibility that over this four-year journey, like I'm not going to go to Teen USA. But I think that with working out and with the preparation and the interview skills and all of that leading up to it, I feel like the journey in general makes it all worth it. And the journey is the overall prize, not necessarily the crown. That is exactly what this podcast is all about. And that's definitely your journey. And I think that's one of the good things that you have already, you know, expressed in our 15 minutes so far, but like hearing where you've come from and the lessons you've learned and the, you know, everything that you've gotten out of this entire pageant journey and the pageant world in general, that's what this is about. And that's what I want people, the listeners to hear what all that, you know, maybe a struggle or maybe even your highs, your lows, like they hear specific things and they can relate to you. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that interview prep. That was the hardest thing I could do for South Carolina Teen USA or those fitness routines. Oh my goodness. The chicken, the grilled chicken, it killed me. Like I hate grilled chicken. Like it's the little things like that, that people can relate to. And it just shows more of like a vulnerable side that they can hear from people 
like firsthand like what they've experienced being in this entire pageant community slash world and they're they can relate and that's what this is all about and you definitely hit that one on the head but going back to your time at the first system IJM when they moved into the powerhouse I know we'd mentioned before that you were there for that what was it like being in the middle of it when they decided to combine two of the or multiple of the biggest national international pageants in the pageant world what was that like? It was crazy. So again, it was the first international pageant I had ever been to. And um, so being that the first international pageant, again, I was not expecting to place. And honestly, it was kind of crazy and kind of intimidating. And I don't think that I was prepared enough to have placed. So I'm glad that I didn't. But in that way, I was able to sit in the audience and watch the whole show and see all and see all of it play out. And then at the very, very end is whenever um, the director went on stage and made the announcement. And there were there were rumors going around that, you know, it may potentially happen. Um, but it was confirmed and everyone was just really surprised. But I think that they were all very hopeful in um, the future progression of the system and how it will continue to, um, you know, support young women and all of their dreams and aspirations. And I think that the girls who won that year were so blessed to be in such a revolutionary year for powerhouse being at their first official year. I can't even imagine what that was like for them. That's just, it was, that sounds so crazy, but, um, yeah, no, it was really cool. Definitely an interesting experience for sure. Okay. So we had talked a little bit before about you doing pageant vlogs. What is that like for you and where can, you know, other contestants looking to try out pageants find your pageant vlogs? Yes, yes. So whenever I was first getting into pageants, I know for me, if I'm getting super excited about something or an event, I like to look it up and like really stalk social media about it. And there were no, I don't think there were any videos of any preliminary state competitions, um, or maybe there was only one. So I knew that whenever I was doing pageants, I wanted to vlog the experience and post it for other people to either, you know, reach out to me and ask questions about it because, you know, I could talk about pageants for days. So I love whenever people ask me questions, but also um, so that they can like learn something. And I've had actually a lot of people reach out to me and say that, you know, my vlogs had positively impacted them. And it was so cool. And it was also really cool being able to do that first Maryland Teen USA vlog. Um, and it's also on YouTube under um, Emma Faraci, F-O-R-A-C-I. I don't know if it's going to be put up somewhere, but um, it's on YouTube under that. But I did like my first pageant vlog and then people recognized me in the second year of me going to compete and then they wanted to be in the vlog. And then by the third year, everyone knew that I was vlogging. So it was super cool. And, um, I'm kind of nervous going back and doing vlogs in South Carolina. Cause like nobody knows me <laughs> like how they used to in um, Maryland. So I thought it was really cool. And I also love having those videos as a keepsake for myself to be able to like go back and see my entire experience. And after it all had happened, because I recorded obviously in the moment that everything happens. Um, so yeah, I like being able to have it as a keepsake for myself and also to help other people with it as well. It's such an interesting thing for people on the outside looking into pageants to see that behind the scenes, like they don't just see the crowning moment, they see what's really going on behind it. So I'm glad that somebody is out there showing those like, okay, here's what's happening in prelims. Here's what we're doing for interview. Here's what we're doing at practice. Because it really does help people kind of ease their mind of like the stress of like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen that weekend. Like I have no clue. And like for even you know, doing it for a prelim for Teen USA, it gives basically like kind of a run through for all of the other states. They're going to have an interview. They're going to practice. They're going to have prelims. They're going to have finals. And even for international pageants, there's so many different competitions. 
and with you just kind of sharing like your oh here's what I did it gives them like just like a little glimpse of what could happen at their international pageant so I'm glad that somebody's out there because I know the videos I've always seen is just someone sitting in their bedroom telling you what's happening but if you're giving it to them like real time like that's just so awesome that people get to actually see all of that fun things and people of course are wanting to be in on them so I hope the South Carolina girls are nice and join in on it (laughs) Me too. Me too. I think it's so cool though, being able to record everything. And I'm like, I'm big on like showing like the food that we eat too, because they do feed us while it is a common myth. They definitely do feed us. And, um, the food that they give us, or at least that they gave us in Maryland was like so, so, so good. Um, and I was very, very happy that I was, you know, in a pageant system where they were very, very adamant on the health of the girls and making sure that all the contestants were, you know, healthy and ready to be on stage. Cause those tight dresses, man, they can, they can do some things <laughs> to a girl's um, dizziness or <laughs> head. So, I did South Carolina Teen USA. Oh, goodness. This was 2016. This was a hot minute ago. They literally put us all on a bus and drove us to Carabas. And, I mean, we ate like queens. It was so good. We could order whatever we wanted on the menu. It was fantastic. But, of course, at the end of it, that was still when we had swimsuit for teens. And so I was like, okay. Casey, you have to get in this tiny, tiny white Jamie Shaw swimsuit. White is going to show everything, so you need to be careful. So, of course, like, I mean, I still ate my lobster ravioli, but I was, I, oh, I was nervous. But I did South Carolina for the America system as a teen animus. They would bring us Zoe's Kitchen. We had, which is like Mediterranean like pastas. And then we also had Zaxby's one day. Oh, my goodness. It was phenomenal it was so good but yeah that you're right some people do think they do not feed people during pageant week they absolutely do and i know at south carolina Team usa my parents delivered after a uh, prelim night my parents had food delivered to my room because i was like i am starving send me food i'm done with prelims i don't even care about finals tomorrow like i need to eat i'm hungry <laughs> So let's hear about some more fun facts about you. I know you have some interesting things that pertain to the pageant world. So for me, it's been really hard to kind of figure out a platform that I was really genuinely passionate about. And I think that all contestants should have a platform that they have because they are really, really passionate about it and not just because, you know, they need a platform. So um, it's taken a while, but I think that I've finally gotten it. Whenever I turned 18, I went skydiving for the first time. And it was something that I'd always dreamed of doing. Me and my mom went together. And whenever I went, I realized that I was so afraid for nothing. And that I kind of, it kind of almost put, weirdly enough, like my life, like into perspective in a way, kind of realizing that there's so much fear in people's lives, and at least in my life, that um, was keeping me from doing positive things for myself. And it was being more of an inhibitor as, a, as opposed to a motivator. So through that, I created CCU Skydive Club at my school, and um, it's a group where we are tackling one fear at a time, but first, we are going to jump out of a plane. <laughs> so um, I have, I've gathered around 20, 25 people who are willing to do it, and I'm working on fundraising and SGA um, funding as well, and hopefully, we are going to get 20 to 25 people to jump out of the plane for the very first time next month. And I'm super excited about that. It's something that I've wanted to do for a while. And to have a skydiving club at my college is so, so, so crazy. I'm able to connect with people my age with similar interests about skydiving, but also learning that, you know, 
there is a lot of fear that keeps us from doing things that will be positive for us. And, you know, the whole be afraid, do it anyway type thing. And yeah, so my platform is like labeled do it scared. And I love it. It's something that I'm genuinely, genuinely passionate about. Do it scared. That is such an awesome platform. Another platform that I had never heard before. That's been a really good trend on this podcast because it does show, you know, the different diverse backgrounds that people are coming from and all the cool things that they've learned along the way. And absolutely having jumped out of a <laughs> an airplane, like that is crazy. Like that, I mean, but such like a good crazy. It's not like, girl, I think you were a psycho. Like, no, I think that's awesome fear and I give you props for that because I mean that's something I myself have always wanted to do but I have not worked up the courage to do that but it you're absolutely right about it it's conquering one fear at a time and I think it's such a great platform to put out there because the pageant world can seem scary jumping into it head first but just you know taking things step by step is such an important thing even in life I had posted on Instagram uh, the other day talking about focusing on the things I can fix and or deal with and not really focusing on things I can't and you're absolutely correct you know tackling those things one by one the things that you can focus on you can work with is going to be the best thing at the end of the day because you can't worry about things that you literally cannot handle or cannot deal with so I think this is such a great platform and it's amazing that you're implementing things into your college because that's such an honor to be able to make a club out of college that isn't already made or no one else is in charge of like this is your thing like you go girl <laughs> president CEO I feel super great about it I don't know it's, it's one of the only things that I've had where I'm able to like really put all of my time and energy into it and make it exactly what I had pictured of. And I have an amazing skydiving um, center sponsor in Southport, North Carolina, um, called, uh, I think, Coastal Carolina Skydive. It's a little bit, it sounds very similar to like my club, but yeah, so it's great. I love it. That's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to see the pictures from that and the videos, hopefully, from it. Definitely, yeah, definitely document that, especially for your pageant journey, because that's if it's, you know, going to be your platform, that's something you definitely want to go ahead and put out there for all of these future judges or future directors or other pageant girls to see. That's something that's really awesome. Yay. So we have come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same ending question. Are you ready? Perfect. All right. What way has pageants positively impacted you? So for me, I can just picture myself being 14 years old in my best friend's bedroom and seeing a little ad on Snapchat saying, this could be you, the next Miss Maryland Team USA, and thinking to myself, hmm, should I do that? Why not? And I remember not being extremely self-confident back whenever I was younger, and then getting into pageants and really just the entire process and journey of the preparation is what has made it entirely worthwhile for me. Learning how to love myself and grow within myself. And especially during the pandemic too, with all that time alone and really hardcore pageant prep for me during that time, it's a lot of self-learning and like learning how to love yourself best and learning how to get to know yourself best and being able to get to know myself, improve my self-confidence and overall have a better relationship with me and with my family is what has made pageants so, so, so worthwhile for me. Definitely having that big support system behind you for a long pageant weekend or even just a week long pageant. Like it is surreal like it's just so nice to have that support system and it sounds like you've absolutely found that and it's such an amazing thing the pageant world can help you along with those experiences and you know give you those lessons learned it's it's amazing 
You never know what happens in the future, so I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys! Bye!